everyone. Welcome to another episode of Figure It Out. My name is Marlena Arjo. I'm a native Californian living in Portland, Oregon, and I am a cat owner and a student of forensic psychology. And uh, my name is Lina Fredström. I am located in Stockholm, Sweden, and I work in public policy. And it's Halloween today. Yes, happy. It, we're actually recording on Halloween for our yeah. Halloween episode. We had, we had some issues. We, that other episode, we're re-recording, but the other one had multiple mm. technical difficulties. Yeah. The call kept cutting in and out as well. Exactly. And I mean, it could it be ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am trying to answer the question why ghosts are scary. And I did as I always do. I went to Wikipedia and I looked for Swedish ghosts. No, I don't always do that. I look for Swedish examples of the thing we're talking about. And so I'm going to list some some that I found. A very creepy kind of ghost that's reoccurring in Swedish mythology is the myling. And these are ghosts of small children who died left out in the woods by their parents in an act of infanticide, a word I learned uh, researching this. And these ghosts of infanticide would you know because they weren't baptized they they were left uh, restless ghosts and they would target lone wanderers or travelers and ask to be taken to a cemetery for a real funeral and to get peace but when the traveler would then take the child with them to to go to a cemetery they would feel that the child would get heavier and heavier in their arms and the closer they get to the to the graveyard and Finally, the traveler couldn't go on and would lose consciousness, and then the infant spirit would consume them. So that was a creepy, creepy ghost. And another one is Vita Frun, which directly translates to the white lady. And I found that this is not a typical Swedish ghost. It reoccurs in many cultures. And now (laughs) here comes a a list of them. So in Brazilian folklore, there is the Dama Branca, which is a ghost related to a ghost left after a violent death of a young white woman. And there are multiple stories about these uh, white women who are murdered by their fathers or husbands in in honor killings. And the most frequent reason for these honor killings uh, were adultery, actual adultery, or actually just that the husband or father suspected them to have committed these acts. It's just such a bummer, I think, that like you commit adultery and your dad's not on your side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also just like abuse or, you know, that they're kind of frigid could be also a reason. So terrible reasons to be killed. And in the Czech Republic, they have the Pershta, uh, who is a, a ghost after a woman who was abused by her husband throughout her life. And the husband on his deathbed uh, asked this woman for forgiveness, but she refused to give it to him. And in return, he cursed her and condemned her to a life as a restless spirit. And Germany has a whole bunch of, of lady ghosts uh, described as white ladies. And many of them were killed by their husbands in rage after finding out that the woman had cheated on them. So a theme can be sensed. In Malta, the white lady of Medina was killed by her lover after being forced to marry another man. And in the Netherlands, there is a white lady that is a, a woman having two fighting lovers and that is burnt alive on her wedding day by one of them. Yeah. Seems like a weird way to, to solve that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> In Russia, the Budsuhai Duhai kept running away from her husband who treated her disrespectfully. And she was captured by him 
time and time again and finally she hanged herself in a barn but only after first singing and dancing at someone else's wedding for eight days and eight nights and she killed herself <laughs> feeling unwanted and unloved oh. and she also became this restless spirit this scion it's called in russian and common traits for these white lady ghosts are that they're described as pale almost see-through cold and with this great sadness to them and it got me thinking about the concept of lady lady ghosts in general <laughs> there seems to be a, quite a few ghosts who are these very sad women and why is that and once again i'm gonna just list a whole other bunch of of lady ghosts to to make my case <laughs> and i did find that in many cultures the most common and more importantly the most frightening type of ghost is of female in the in scottish scottish mythology there is the gleistig or the green maiden which is a ghost described as a, a noble woman who was murdered in a green dress dress and stuffed unceremoniously up the chimney by a servant and her green dress and her gray skin is kind of her signifying traits and she haunts multiple castles in scotland but the way i understand it it's multiple noble women who they're, they're just kind of reusing that. It's just super common. Yeah. <laughs> Once one person did it, they were like, oh, great idea, the chimney. Yeah. <laughs> In quite an unceremonious way, which I think maybe you'd have to do if you wanted to stuff someone up a chimney. It's difficult to do it in, a, <laughs> in any, another way because you need... A lot of force, I think, to, to make it happen. Um, going to Asian cultures in Malaysia and Indonesia, there is a similar type of vampiric ghost called the Pontinyak, who is said to derive from spirits of women who died during childbirth. And the, um, the reason they're thought to be extra powerful and dangerous is because they have both the spirit of the woman who died and, their, and her unborn kind of giving her her power. In South America and Latin America, there is the La Llorona, the weeping woman. She's a quite legendary ghost. She is the ghost of a woman who was betrayed by her husband, cheated on her. She's driven insane by the betrayal and she, in rage, kills her children. She throws them in the river and she instantly regrets this and tries to save them. But when she realizes they're gone forever, she takes her own life. In Vietnam, the most violent and vengeful manifestations of ghosts are called Tai Tang Klum. And they're ghosts of pregnant women, again, who died alongside an unborn child, usually because there were complications during childbirth. And the Nugui is a vengeful female ghost in Chinese folklore. And it's the spirit of a woman who has committed suicide while wearing a red dress. So not white, but red. And she has, she's said to have experienced some kind of injustice while she was alive, many times described as sexual abuse. Oh my god, wait, I know, I know of a, of a girl ghost. Really? One of my clients is like really into YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And she showed me one where they talked about this this girl in Japan, I want to say, yeah. who was like really beautiful. And I feel like she cheated on someone. Mm -hmm. And so he gave her like the Joker cuts oh, yeah. and then killed her. And so now she wears like a surgical mask as a ghost. Mm -hmm. And she'll go up to, to people and say, do you think I'm pretty? And then they say yes. And then she takes her mask off and she has like big cuts. And she's like, what about now? And then she kills you. That could be the Oiwa. I think I have her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's also a vengeful ghost. And she was, I think she had a, in the story, in the version I read, she had a, like, she was very much in love with her husband, but he was um, not that into her. He wanted to marry someone else. Mm -hmm. And so he killed her 
or he wished her dead. I don't know how much he did to her uh, to go marry uh, a wealthier woman. And in one version of the story, she is then killed by a corrupt cosmetic cream that poisons her slowly, and and it it ruins her face. And so like it's kind of a theme in her story, whatever it is, is that she's kind of disfigured yeah. or her face is is ruined somehow. She starts off really beautiful, yeah. but her face is ruined. Exactly. And another story is that she's pushed off a cliff, cliff, and she's really like smashed to pieces in this in the fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you kind of like her face is all like broken with one eye hanging out. It's very disturbing. <laughs> that can't be covered by a surgical mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in the just a uh, one one quick thing in the in the Chinese ghost is also that apparently it's kind of um tradi- not maybe not a tradition but that some women are said to have when committing suicide they dress up in a red dress hoping to turn into mm. a ghost that can then kind of uh, avenge their own wrongdoings in life to, to try to kind of bring together all of these what all of these uh, individual ghosts are <laughs> defining features of these lady ghosts are that they are often put through great suffering when they're alive uh, and that leaves them wandering the earth with an all-consuming sadness their sorrow is often embodied in the their pale skin or their kind of the cold air that they spread around them and their sometimes screams of agony. <laughs> They're not hiding their, their emotions. <laughs> so perhaps this in itself is enough to frighten us, the idea of trauma and pain being strong enough to linger even after death. And that that might be frightening because it opens up the possibility that the death will not be this peaceful, quiet nothingness, but that it instead can be this continuation where you where you have to remain in this in this pain that you feel while alive, and that there's really no escape from it. But I think even if you've had like a nice normal life without that much trauma, the idea of of just kind of lingering after death can be kind of chilling, because ghosts, I imagine are really shadows of humans or echoes. So there's somehow the soul of the human being left in the world, but it doesn't have a body anymore. And it becomes this just uh, a consciousness without agency or control. So you'd walk around and you're aware of your surroundings, but there's no way to act on the world. So you're stuck in this space between life and death. So being conscious without actually being able to act, I think is a terrifying thought. So maybe ghosts aren't scary because we're afraid of them necessarily, but maybe we're afraid of becoming them. Also though, the way women have been treated, like conscious but unable to act on your own free will like you're just kind of living in this world yeah set up for you definitely yeah and that i will get to this now because this just general idea doesn't really cover why so many of these ghosts are women so i will suggest another theory which is that so like i said many of these lady ghosts are found all over the world and a common trait is that they've experienced quite horrendous things during their lives things that they remember and grieve even after death However, these ghosts aren't just grieving, they're also often plotting revenge. So the Japanese ghost that we mentioned uh, is a vengeful one, and and she comes back not only to grieve, but to to avenge the pain she was put, put through. And the white lady in most cultures is described as vengeful, looking to manipulate or, or hurt innocent bypassers uh, to make up for the pain that they've been put through. 
And I thought about this because just like a parenthesis is why, why don't we just as often think of men as likely to seek revenge after death? And why are, are male ghosts underrepresented in folklore? Finally a place where women yeah. have more representation. <laughs> and one explanation could be just some kind of misogyny that we find women to have this kind of darkness about them. Like we talked about in the witch episode that, that women are more likely to be uh, angry or sinful like we talked about with Adam and Eve that Eve is the one who commits the original sin also the idea that men are more pure and good and women are more mysterious or susceptible to to evil forces and I think this is like a decent explanation but I wanted to kind of suggest a twist to it because these female ghosts a lot of them are not actually described as evil by nature and if we compare them to the witches that we talked about a couple of episodes ago they're not necessarily enjoying their enjoying themselves they're there they did not make a deal with the devil and you know fly away on a broomstick and and party in hell they're instead you know just very much grieving and and they're driven by this sense of of being done wrong by i would say that they're they're not they're not evil they're not looking to hurt someone just for for the sake of it they're looking for some kind of retribution recognition of their pain and revenge can be one way to do that so i would argue that ghosts aren't scary for the same reasons that witches are they're instead scary because they remind us of the horrendous way that we as a society have always treated women and they embody these transgressions and the violence and the degradation that women have suffered through centuries so the idea that these souls could then remain in the world and know what we've done to to them is kind of a terrifying thought and the idea that they could actually come back and seek revenge for the things we've done to them is is even more terrifying so ghosts who are men (laughs) going back to the underrepresentation of male ghosts is because men aren't as effective as scaring us when they come back after death because oftentimes they could have just as much they're scary when they're yeah exactly (laughs) they're living men are scary and women are scary only when they're kind of gaining (laughs) these undead unnatural powers that when they come back to Mm -hmm. to seek revenge for what what we've done and to wrap this up i wanted to consider the who who are the ghosts of our times in 2017 the ghosts of sexual abuse and violence against women came back to haunt harvey weinstein donald trump kevin spacey and many more and these previously helpless women rose up and they demanded retribution. And men all over the world were left looking over their shoulder and never certain of where, where an attack could come from. But these men knew that the allegations that were made against them were not unfounded. And all of those men who had trouble sleeping at night, they knew deep down that they had done something bad. And that was now coming back to them. And they had been certain before that they could have gotten away with this. But these these ghosts now came back from the dead to haunt them. And that was was very chilling to them. And to um, wrap up in the Charles Dickens story, A Christmas Tale, the old greedy Mr. Scrooge is visited by three ghosts. The ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas, or future Christmas, I guess. And these ghosts frighten Mr. Scrooge, but not because of what they might do to him, what they hurt they might inflict on him, but because of what they show him 
about himself. So ghosts are phantoms, not just of our deepest fears, but of our greatest crimes. And that's why women are overrepresented. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so yeah, don't... Yeah, I feel like women and children are both more common in ghosts yeah. than men. Exactly. Which makes a lot of sense because, yeah, men don't need to be ghosts to ruin people's yeah, lives. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah. Also the children that, like... Those parents who leave them out in the woods to die obviously know that they're mm-hmm. doing something terrible. <laughs> and then they, they're like, yeah, but that's, I mean, nothing's going to happen. And then the idea of like the, the child actually still still being conscious out in the world <laughs> is very, very scary. I mean, yeah, just in general, I feel like you see ghosts when something bad, like a ghost doesn't happen when someone dies a, a happy no. death. Like it's... Because some crime has been committed against you and you don't have the justice or resolution to move Mm -hmm. on. So, of course, it's women. Yeah. And then children. And then men. Yeah. Yeah. That experience yeah. that. All right. But but are ghosts uh, real? Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to be making a case for. About half of Americans believe that a place can be haunted in like some capacity. And one fifth of Americans say that they have seen or had some ghost experience. And I'm part of that fifth. <laughs> I was slapped by a ghost. <laughs> You need to say it in more of a scary way. I'm one of them. How else can you I say was it? slapped. And I am one of that. Fifth. I was abused. I was slapped <laughs> by a ghost. <laughs> so I used to live in this really old house with my boyfriend and our roommate at the time. And I was a bartender, so I worked nights and I got home around like 3 a.m., went to bed at like 4 a.m. and then I'd sleep very late in the afternoon. So when I woke up, usually I'd be the only one home because my boyfriend and our roommate both had like nine Mm. to five jobs. So one morning I woke up very abruptly at like 10 a.m. Everyone else was gone and I sat up in bed, woke up really suddenly and I looked down and there was a handprint on my thigh like someone had just slapped me. Like it was red and hot and like raised up and it was a perfect handprint, but it was much smaller than my own hand. Like a child's handprint. It couldn't have been my... Like, I couldn't have slapped myself. So the only option is ghosts or a <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> and that was also just a really creepy house yeah. in general. It was very old. And so it had like a... Instead of a basement, like a cellar where you have to go outside to the back and then open some doors to go inside of it. And it was locked, like padlocked on the outside. So we didn't have access to this whole space under the house. But you could see down there through some of the vents... Like, if you looked through the air vents, you could see into the basement, and there were lights on down there, and, like, something red was in the basement. And also there was a handprint, like a bloody handprint on the front door when we moved in. But that was that was a human, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> there, there was an explanation for that, fully rational. Yes, that was explained, and it was terrifying, but that was yeah, humans, yeah. not ghosts. But it was actually, a, it was a woman... It was a, an alive woman, right? Yes. It, Representing the it was an alive scary woman. alive women out there. We're not just scary mm-hmm. one dead. But it, I feel like in the end, it turned into more like mm. sad yeah, alive yeah. woman. It was just scary yeah. at the time. So yeah, I've, I have had a ghost experience. Will you add the po- picture of it to our Instagram? Yes, I will. I'll put the picture on Instagram. And people Instagram. can decide. You can see my, my ghost hand and tell us if it looks like a raccoon. Or a child (laughs) ghost. So, are ghosts real? 
So, according to Einstein, <laughs> I don't know why I I entered with according to Einstein, but this is like such a well-known <laughs> rule of physics. <laughs> like, here's something you may not have heard of. This guy called Einstein said... He made the argument. Jury's still out, but this guy Einstein made a claim. Maybe. <laughs> Energy can't be created or destroyed. It can only change from one mm-hmm. form to another. And our bodies, when we're alive, are full of electricity. Like our hearts beating or our neurons firing is all controlled by electricity that has to go somewhere when yeah. we die. And so the place that it may be going is into yeah. our ghosts. And then there's also just not a lot of evidence that ghosts don't exist. We're probably just missing the technology to be able to like capture them or prove them because there's all these pictures and videos of ghosts. There's just and there's like no proof that they can't exist mm. or that they don't exist. There's my ghosts are real argument. So here's my ghosts are not real argument. Einstein says energy can't be created or destroyed. It can only change from one form to another. But when we die, the energy in our bodies does go somewhere and that's into our environment. When animals like eat our bodies, our energy gets transferred into their bodies and then they use it. When we're cremated, the energy turns into heat. When we're just left to rot, mushrooms and fungus take that energy. It, it goes into yeah. our environment. So we have all these sightings of ghosts and people that report experiencing ghosts. So if ghosts exist in our world, then they have to exist in, my, in our world. Either mm-hmm. they do or they don't. So if they can be detected by us, they can be detected in photographs or audio recordings since those often work in a very similar way to how like our bodies pick up on that yeah. sort of stimuli. And to this day, there's no photos that have been proven to be unmanipulated or videos that have been proven to be not hoaxes. Everything kind of hinges on some guy's word of like, no, this actually happened. Like there's no scientific evidence of ghosts. There's also the Large Hadron Collider at CERN or the LHC, which has the ability to pick up on the tiniest bursts of energy that are found in like just Mm -hmm. particle collisions. With the LHC, energy signatures from paranormal entities should be detectable if they exist. But so far, none have been picked up. It could have been that everyone living in the area has always died very peaceful deaths and no one has had to come back and haunt anyone (laughs) in in the surrounding area. But that seems unlikely. So science technically can't disprove ghosts. But it also technically can't disprove anything because that's not how science works. We collect evidence that something does exist, not that it Mm -hmm. doesn't exist. And so since there's no evidence of ghosts that hasn't been disproven by science, because scientists have disproven a lot of evidence of ghosts, then you have to come to the conclusion that ghosts don't exist. Like the way there's no evidence of like Mm. unicorns. For all we know, they do exist if you go by the argument of science can't disprove them because there's no proof that unicorns don't exist. But there's also no proof that unicorns do exist. So no proof means they don't exist. Yeah, we have to just kind of go with what we've actually observed in in a scientific sense. Mm -hmm. So if ghosts don't exist, then why do we have all these sightings of them and these reports of them? Well, one reason is that people want to see ghosts. People who believe in ghosts are much more likely to experience ghosts because the human mind is so highly suggestible. So if you think that ghosts exist you're more likely to just kind of like placebo a ghost into your mm-hmm. into your life. And humans have a cognitive bias towards assuming that something dangerous exists. Because if you hear a sound like in the woods in the middle of the night or something, and you assume that it is not dangerous when it is, 
that's a lot more dangerous than assuming that it is yeah. dangerous when it's not. Better safe than sorry. Exactly. We're primed to to assume there's danger. Yeah. And believing in ghosts offers some sort of relief from like the torture of knowing how existence works like knowing that one day you're just gonna cease to exist and so will everyone you love is horrific and so imagining ghosts is a really good way to combat that horror now i'm gonna kind of switch into like less of the why does the human mind want to see ghosts and more into outside causes that could affect seeing ghosts for example carbon monoxide Mm. poisoning which includes symptoms such as dizziness, feeling ill, confusion, difficulty thinking, abrupt emotional changes, vertigo, racing heart, seizures, breathlessness, loss of consciousness, things of that horrible nature. Um, A lot of places that were considered haunted once upon a time have actually been found to just have carbon monoxide leaks. Mm, You have a weird feeling in your chest. Yeah, like something just feels off. You feel confused and dizzy and you can't breathe right, but it's just you're being poisoned. (laughs) Because carbon monoxide <laughs> is invisible and, like, scentless, so you mm. have no way of knowing it's there. There's also some sources of vibration that can cause your brain to stress without you realizing it's happening. So certain levels of decibels, certain certain yeah. vibrations or, are yeah. inaudible yeah. to human ears, but they can have effects on your various organs. So, like, mm. really low vibrations that you can't hear can affect how your eyes or your lungs work. There's Mm -hmm. also a lot of spores and, like, fungus that can cause um, anxiety or depression or hallucinations. And those are often present in, like, really old places, such as places that you would assume are haunted just by being in there. (laughs) Seizures in your temporal lobe, which is the part of the brain that processes visual memory and spoken language, can also cause paranormal experiences. So patients that experience a specific type of seizure in the temporal lobe often tend to report a lot of paranormal beliefs. So they did a study Mm. where they put helmets on people that targeted their temporal lobes with a weak electromagnetic field. And 80% of those participants reported an unexplained presence in the room with them. And Mm. those kinds of weak electromagnetic fields that affect your temporal lobe can also be caused by power lines or faulty wiring and appliances and things like that. There's also a few tendencies of the human brain such as pareidolia and apophenia okay so pareidolia is when the brain puts meaningful interpretations on random visual stimuli so when Mm. you see an object or a pattern or a face where one doesn't exist so for example when people see jesus in their toast or more common when you see a dog's face in wood grain a cloud Yes, (laughs) exactly. And then apophenia is basically the same thing with other types of information like auditory or like data. So just assuming there's a pattern in a vision, like hearing a sound and translating it into like a woman screaming when it's just the wind howling, things like that. Or listening to a song backwards and hearing the Mm -hmm. devil speak. Or I had a friend in, in college who said that aliens had contacted her through Britney Spears. And so (laughs) when she would hear Britney Spears playing, she would translate it into like aliens speaking to her. It's so funny that like Britney Spears, I somehow buy it. that (laughs) Britney Spears would be the, that's what they would choose. (laughs) Aliens are like, we're going to use you as Uh our our voice. (laughs) <laughs> what was this called again? Anaphenia. Um, apophenia. Apophenia. And like speaking of things your brain does, 
It's also constantly filling in the blanks for you. So there's a famous mm-hmm. video where there's six people passing two balls back and forth. And you're supposed yeah. to count how many passes like the white ball does. And if you're focusing on the balls getting passed around, most people will miss in the middle of the video, a man in a gorilla suit walks to the crowd stops in the middle of the room, looks at the camera, beats his chest, and then walks out. Yeah. If you've taken a Psych 101 class, you've probably seen that video. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've seen it. And so that's an example of your brain is focusing on one aspect of the stimuli and then, like, auto-filling the other aspect, so you miss the gorilla. Mm. It can make mistakes during that process. Like, if you see your face in half-light in a mirror, your brain can struggle yeah. to fill in the missing information of the contours of your face, and it'll end up like showing you an old hag or a skull or an animal which is actually why Mm. a lot of the like bloody mary rituals work because they often involve being in candlelight looking in a mirror yeah another example of like your brain making mistakes when you feel out of control your brain will add more structures around you or you'll perceive more structures in your vicinity and just thinking about Mm -hmm. a time when you felt out of control can affect that and cause you to start to add these extra structures into your perception. What does that mean? Will I like be like, oh, this wall looks like it's quite rough to the surface <laughs> because I'm stressed out? I think, so like uh, imagine walking through a city and mm-hmm. you're feeling really out of control. You're not sure where you are. You'll start to like perceive more buildings and more trees and more things around you mm. versus when you're walking through a city and you feel like you know the city, you're not stressed out things will look less crowded and less busy. Okay. So that's kind of when you're like, if you're stressed out, it's really horrible to have like it actually looking messy around you. Like yeah. Things are on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And your brain will like add it in if it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's such a like bad thing to say to someone if someone's like stressed out and like, we need to clean. And you're like, it's just your imagination. <laughs> your brain is misinterpreting <laughs> this situation. And then anthropomorphism is... Your um, your brain creating some kind of like personality on things, often like some sort of being that's responsible for like random things happening. So the universe mm-hmm. is extremely random in how it functions, and the brain wants you to have functional structure and things that make sense, causes and effects. So if something yeah. coincidental happens, your brain will create some sort of like reason it happened like if your car breaks down it's like of course my car would break down today when it knows i'm in a rush things like that yeah yeah so you kind of like ascribe agency or like meaning Mm -hmm. to things that are just random or yeah yeah and then finally low cognitive inhibition makes it harder for people to push coincidences aside So people that have low cognitive inhibition are more likely to believe in the paranormal because when a coincidence happens, they're not going to just dismiss it as a, what a coincidence. They're going to try to figure out why that happened. For example, if you're thinking about your mom and suddenly she calls you and you have high cognitive inhibition, you're going to think, oh, that's such a coincidence. I wonder what she wants. But if you have low cognitive inhibition, you're more likely to be like, how did she know I was thinking about her? That's so crazy. Like, we must have some sort of connection. Mm. Is there, a, like, I, I I understand if you don't know this, but I wonder, like, if you're, like, in love, are you, does that affect your cognitive inhibition? Because I feel like people, like, if you're just, like, starting to see someone, I feel like you're more likely to be, like, 
it was meant to be. Uh-huh. We looked at each other across. The, like you kind of. That, I feel like that's probably one hundred percent. Is there correct. a hormonal? Yeah. I, like you're some sometimes you're more likely to make those kind of weird. Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely true. But we can't we can't uh, say that it's one hundred percent that I way. I can't but confirm, but I feel like that sounds correct. Yeah. <laughs> so if you still have a ghost experience that you think I haven't explained yet. It's possible Mm. that you're just misremembering it. I feel like such an asshole when I say that. (laughs) (laughs) Just gaslighting everyone with a ghost experience. (laughs) Have you considered that you're crazy? (laughs) (laughs) But it's, okay, it's possible that you're just misremembering it because the human brain is really horrible at remembering things. I actually coincidentally just wrote a paper about um, eyewitness testimony. So maybe... Was it meant to be, actually? Maybe it's actually because something in the universe knew that we were going to have to re-record this episode. Yeah. And I wanted me to have more knowledge on people misremembering things. (laughs) So an example of this, there's or there used to be a giraffe at the Santa Barbara Zoo that had a, a crooked neck. And... I am completely convinced, vividly remember as a child feeding this giraffe. And mm-hmm. there's evidence that pe- like children have fed this giraffe. They have, like you can go to Santa Barbara Zoo and you pay a fee and then you get to go on this little platform and like give lettuce to the giraffes and the giraffes come up and take it from you. So this does exist. Yeah. It is possible. And my dad even thinks that he might remember me feeding this giraffe with a crooked neck but my mom and my brother are convinced that i'm wrong we never like we saw the giraffe we went to that zoo all the time but we didn't we never fed the giraffes i'd never fed this giraffe with a crooked neck half like two people have to be misremembering this yeah someone is Mm -hmm. is filling in the blanks and doing it wrong maybe that's not filling in the blanks yeah (laughs) either i have falsely remembered this or my brother has. Another example is children in the 80s that were convinced that their teachers were involved in ritual satanic abuse of them during their preschool mm-hmm. classes. But there's tons of studies about how you can implant a memory into your own mind or somebody else's mind. Or just yeah. telling a story one time affects how you remember that same story the next time you tell it. So if you had an experience that was a little bit weird and you thought to yourself, maybe that's a ghost, every time you remember that experience, you're more and more likely to start to add in ghostly details and subtract any evidence against it having been a ghost. So yeah. it's possible that your your ghost story was less ghostly when you experienced it than now when you're remembering it. Yeah. So like kind of like when you like imagine or like if you remember someone who you're not friends with anymore mm-hmm. for some reason and then when you remember things that you did with that person you're more likely to be like yeah like that person was acting weird already back like when we first met they were uh-huh. always like weird about paying for the food or something <laughs> and then you're like maybe that actually happened like once but you like kind of created yeah. an, an idea that like every time we went out to eat I would pay and they would never like ask to mm-hmm. to bend. I don't know yeah you just like reinvent the memory kind of from from yeah, your exactly. own like where you are <laughs> afterwards so if you still aren't convinced and you're still scared of ghosts I have provided some some mantras you can use to protect you because I was a child that was very afraid of most things, but I was also very <laughs> interested in scary things. And so yeah. I had a book as a child about ghost hunting that included this mantra, which I always hated it because I 
have not believed in God since birth, basically. And this yeah. mantra is an old Scottish prayer. It says, from the ghoulies and ghosties and long-legged beasties and things that go bump in the night, may God deliver us. And so even as a child, I was like, well, God's not delivering me. <laughs> so I tried to find one that was less religious. Mm-hmm. And I found one that is, I invoke the light within me. I am a clear and perfect channel. Light is my guide. And I still hate that one because it's very like spiritual and like woo woo so I- was it light is my guy or guide guide <laughs> <laughs> light's my guy okay. yeah. so i made one up for your your use um yeah we should put this behind a paywall yeah. <laughs> so if you if you want this one subscribe to our patreon <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, we have to give the first one as free. So I was inspired by Adrian from Yoga with Adrian, who I think is a mm-hmm. a national treasure. She's a our times god, a very the, the god of our presence generation. Yes. <laughs> so my mantra is: from the ghosts and demons and men with ill intentions, may Adrian from Yoga with Adrian save me. <laughs> I think that one's great, and it's also quite short and and mm-hmm. like concise. You can remember it easily. So Not like the ghoulies and ghoulies, the go- <laughs> ghoulies, the go- <laughs> ghoulies and ghosties, the ghoulies and ghosties, <laughs> the ghoulies and ghosties, and girls and gays. Yes, the, <laughs> the girls, the gays, the gays, the go- wait, the girls, the gays, the theys, the ghoulies, the ghosties. <laughs> the whole gang's here. <laughs> men, men pay ten dollar cover, but the girlies, the go- wait, the g- <laughs> men pay a ten dollar cover, but the girls, the gays, the theys, the ghoulies, and the ghosties get in free. <laughs> We should sell that to places for Halloween. <laughs> I know I should have done that at my Halloween party. <laughs> I'm going to one next week. I can I can bring it. Mm-hmm. Suggest that to the host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So so we'll we'll land in the fact that ghosts are not real. Yes, ghosts are not real. You're just imagining it. You're just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think the the idea, like I know we. You've, you've made a strong case for why why they're not real, but I also like I still think like if if there were ghosts, mm-hmm. like either they it would have to be everyone that everyone mm-hmm. becomes a ghost after they're dead, and then there'd be we'd have it's a cra- so very crowded, crowded <laughs> space. Like imagine like a like big cities that have been around for a long time, they're just like stapled on top. <laughs> of, like you can't have that many. There they can maybe pass through each other, but still, or they're you know like we talked about like they're you've had to be experienced something horrible like in your life which i mean a lot of people did especially maybe mm-hmm. back in the day war <laughs> the holocaust like <laughs> there would be a lot of them but also that would like mean that there's some kind of like more like if you are bel- if you believe in ghosts then you have to believe in some kind of god or like reason for exist or like mm-hmm. that some things are like you know this was morally l- wrong what happened to you so therefore you can no not get rest and like i don't know do you have a like what is your your ghost that you think if ghosts exist what kind of ghosts would they be because there's a lot of different ghosts that are talked about oh like what like um what would they want or like what form would they how, take because like i'm a big fan of the ghosts that don't know they're dead and so they're just ah, like constantly, like the sixth sense li- yeah they're like constantly living in this like confused state of like thinking they're still alive and like they're following the same paths they took when they were alive but like suddenly there's their house has been mm. turned into a bakery or something yeah but i like that because i like the idea of like time 
and space not fi- being like fully aligned mm-hmm. maybe all the time like so that it could be like an echo of a person that was alive like a hundred years ago mm-hmm. in the same place and they're like sometimes kind of cross over into the into the now so maybe that kind of goes yeah i don't know what the other options are <laughs> but i don't yeah like the idea that someone would just be but maybe maybe i have to take back the other thing i said about like ghosts being like conscious of theirs because maybe a lot of ghosts are actually not conscious that they're dead or like mm-hmm. that they're in another time a lot of them are maybe just like kind of uh, stuck in a loop of of experiencing what they yeah what they've been through so they're more just acting out of like pure rage or or mm-hmm. sadness rather than like plotting yeah rather than actual very... vengeance yeah i'm yeah. a really big fan of the idea that like these monsters that we have created do exist, but not in the way we think they do. And so as far mm-hmm. as like ghosts and hauntings go, I like to think of like, you can haunt a place while you're still alive. Like your your memory and the traces you've left behind can still be haunting to people, even though you're not actually mm. dead. That's my, yeah. my kind of ghost, I think. But also the ghosts yeah. that are like wandering around in Victoria area clothing, not sure what's happening because yeah. they don't realize they're dead. I also, this yeah, morning, yeah. I happened to be, I woke up and my sleep podcast was still playing because I forgot to put a sleep timer on it last night. Mm-hmm. And it was on a random episode I haven't heard before about ghosts. <laughs> so this is a test of your cognitive yeah. inhibition. I've, I've already it disregarded a... it as not as just being a coincidence. But they were talking about <laughs> ghosts of an earthquake in Japan. And I mm-hmm. just thought it was really creepy. And we hadn't talked about it in the last time we recorded this episode. Yeah. But in 2011, after Japan had a major earthquake and then a tsunami, mm-hmm. and, like, yeah. it was really horrific and tons of people died and there was a lot of, like, confusion and, like, people that were suffered and injuring in the aftermath of it, people started seeing mm-hmm. their dead relatives dripping wet and, like, asking for a change of clothes or a towel all over Japan. Oh, no. Which is so creepy. <laughs> yeah, it is. And maybe it's, yeah, like, the definitely, like, the idea that, like, ghosts aren't, you know, actual, like, material things, but they are, like, memories that mm-hmm. haunt you, like, things that come back. And, like, if you if you hear something about someone uh, seeing something, then you, em- like, remember a, a person in your life or, like, a story about mm-hmm. someone. And then you can kind of, like, imagine them or they, they visit you in, their dr- in your dreams or, like, yeah, it, it makes total sense that you have that kind of ghost yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like even these with... these japanese tsunami ghosts i feel like that's yeah. that's grief and i don't know suffering manifesting as as ghosts in a time that yeah. was really scary and horrible for everyone exactly and like the thing you said in the i think in the cryptid episode about your cat mm-hmm. and your mom and so yeah Mm-hmm. That very like... profound yeah <laughs> shout out again <laughs> somehow the first time we recorded this it was like an hour and a half and now yeah, we're at under an just... hour <laughs> yeah i don't know it was very and i like was i was even trying to be like to talk slower but i have we had so much scary scary vibes last time with a recording just stopping i know it wasn't meant to be though it tried to warn us multiple times yeah exactly but we we kept going maybe the the energy's off for this recording because doodle is still in bed oh yeah (laughs) 
She's not here fighting the ghosts. I know. I woke up this morning and she was in the bed with me. And, like, usually when she's in the bed, she'll, like, get up as soon as I get up. But I, like, mm-hmm. got out and tucked her back in. And then she just went back to sleep. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Bye. It's <laughs> a warning sign as well. Mm-hmm. What is what is she up to? <laughs> Maybe she's preparing for a big day of, of ghost fighting. Mm-hmm. It's a... The, the dead are coming back today. Are they like... Yeah, the, exactly. The barrier between the two worlds is the thinnest it's... tonight. So she has to be... Yeah. Actually, in Sweden, it's next week. Oh. <laughs> or All Hallows Eve. Uh-huh. Is what we celebrate is next week. So, oh. yeah. That's weird. But in your part of the world, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> Maybe the veil kind of goes... Or the uh-huh. the border is, is moving. Like, uh-huh. Like... <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> yeah, it'll be over the um, Pacific Ocean for, like, a really long time now. And then by next yeah. week, it'll be by you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't move in a very constant speed. Uh-huh. Kind of, uh, maybe going with the wind or something. There's going to be a could, lot of, like, ghosts of orcas just all over yeah. <laughs> the Pacific Ocean this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, what did you find anything about animal ghosts? In your in your research. No, but I I feel like ghost whales, now that I bring them up, is something that I've yeah. heard about in the past. I I agree. Or maybe just ghost ships. Yeah, ghost ships feels very much like a like a thing. Yeah. I'm trying to remember my, my old ghost book from childhood. <laughs> Because it, it talked about all different kinds of yeah. ghosts. Or like, what about poltergeists? Oh, we never, we never even mentioned touched on that. Poltergeist. I feel like poltergeists aren't real ghosts, though. Oh, yeah, because geist is like um, spirit or something, right? They're like akin to <gasps> demons, I think. Yeah, somewhere in between. Are we doing a demons episode as well? Oh, we should. I have some thoughts on exorcisms. I have very vivid memories of my brother and I watching The mm-hmm. Exorcist quite often as children, but I've recently been told that only I watched The Exorcist as a child, and he did not watch it, and I'm the only one in my family that does watch oh, it. So one, one, like, it covers a lot of subjects, that very small anecdote. Also, you're misremembering mm-hmm. <laughs> the ghost of your brother. I, like, I always <laughs> think memory. my brother and I were very similar as children. But it turns out I was just creepy and he was maybe more normal. <laughs> you were just like, we're both two weirdos. And he's like, mm. <laughs> if you if you say so. <laughs> like, I remember us both ghost hunting. It's probably yeah. just me now that I think about it. <laughs> you and um, someone else. Maybe a ghost. <laughs> me and a, I'm just yeah. a random ghost. <laughs> Another brother. I remember us speaking a lot of pig Latin, but that was my ghost brother, probably. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'm also a ghost that you're just yeah. <laughs> experiencing from the... But, okay, I just want to say, in our defense from last week, didn't we just talk about Italy for the episode? Wasn't that part a big part of the... We spent a very long time talking yeah, about so Italy, I feel like yeah. Maybe, maybe we have, have actually covered the same kind of content, and then just... Uh-huh. <laughs> you cut out all the Italy from the yeah. last episode, it's like 30 minutes. <laughs> Exactly. But okay, I'm, I'm trying to think about a recommendation. Yes, I, I have one. I'm excited to okay. give. Do you want time to think? Or yeah, go ahead. Go? go ahead. Okay, so I went to a movie theater for the first time in like two Woo. years. It was very exciting, very fun, although we went to a local movie theater and not like an AMC movie okay. theater. And their popcorn had real butter mm-hmm. on it. 
which was a little disappointing because I wanted to be tasting the chemicals and not actual <laughs> butter. <laughs> so you don't recommend that? No. But the good news is you can buy this disgusting orange oil from the grocery store in America, probably not in better no. parts of the world. <laughs> That is just the, the chemicals from the movie theater popcorn. And you can put that on your own popcorn. It's delicious. Almost the same thing. Yeah. The... But I saw um, the French Dispatch. Oh, okay, nice. How was it? It was excellent. I really enjoyed uh, it. Brad wanted to go see mm-hmm. Dune. And I made an executive decision for us and bought the tickets for the French Dispatch. <laughs> And he was very disappointed, but then he ended up really liking okay, it, Okay, nice. So you can take your boyfriends <laughs> to this. <laughs> they will enjoy it. <laughs> How would you rate it among other Wes Anderson movies? Um, I liked it quite a bit. It was it was definitely up there. I, I would say I liked it more than um, Life Aquatic. I haven't seen that one. It definitely had the um, Wes Anderson feel to it. And I, I really liked it. It was like... There were three main stories, mm-hmm. and all the stories were good, and it was... Because I feel like I have sh- such a short attention span when it yeah. comes to movies. So I appreciated that it changed <laughs> so much. The TikTok uh, kind of effect. You need uh, very brief uh-huh. segments of, of story. The, or the vine. I, I blame my... <laughs> I blame my parents for not letting me watch TV as a child. <laughs> Because now when I'm in front of a screen, I need at least four other things happening <laughs> around me. <laughs> All right. But that's that's a good recommendation. I will go see that, actually. Do you do you have the good chemicals in your movie theaters, or do you get real butter on your popcorn? I don't know if we get butter, actually. They just give you the actual popcorn yeah, with salt I on it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's even yeah, more and, disappointing. And popcorn, I don't know if it's like this in the U.S., but in Sweden, it's so expensive. Like, it's the, the price of a full oh, yeah. meal. But it's just popcorn. And like, yeah, it's yeah. insane. Have you experienced the, the American movie theater butter? I feel like I must have. I've gone to the movies and like the one in Lawrence. Okay. Out by uh-huh. like when you like close to where you enter the city. The the butter comes out of like a pump Ooh. and it's bright orange. Yeah, I've seen that in movies and it looks <laughs> terrible. I feel like I haven't done. It's I haven't so used good. That. But it's, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I'm not a fan, but I actually thought like from from like seeing it in movies, I thought it was actual butter that they had just like melted somehow. No, it's like straight chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> I have the um the kind you can buy in the store in my kitchen, and like in the bottle, it's bright orange, <laughs> like the color of a pumpkin. <laughs> I am not excited for this. I will not take that recommendation. Well, when we do our our cocktail trip mm-hmm. in America. We'll have to go to a movie yeah, theater just and drink I'll, I'll straight, make you uh, eat, eat the chemical, <laughs> chemical <laughs> butters. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll do it for just the, mm-hmm. the full American experience. It's really, it's much better than yeah. you think it is. And like, I have such a taste for it that I can't, like I said, have actual butter on my popcorn because I'm like, what is You're this? such a successful like, consumer of, uh, of terrible products. <laughs> You're just like, I like this chemical version more. <laughs> it tastes like yeah. cancer. It's good for me. <laughs> yeah, you're ready for the the food future. The super normal stimulus you talked about in clowns, <laughs> where I'm like, this butter tastes natural and is a pale yellow. This oh, butter yeah. <laughs> tastes unnatural and is bright orange. <laughs> Better. This yeah. is the good butter. <laughs> My recommendation 
Uh, and I haven't thought about yes. this, and I haven't actually seen the whole series. But I watched, I think, the two first seasons of Transparent, which is a TV series, mm. uh, which I really liked. And today I found a book by the by the director or like creator of that show. So and I was like, we should read this book for the podcast. But I haven't read the book. But I'm just saying that, that I like the show. I think the show is fun. Thanks for listening. Um, happy Halloween, yeah. everyone. Good luck to Marlena who has to edit this today to make it happen so that you can listen yeah, tonight. To get it out immediately. So yeah, you have something to get in your Halloween costume yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.